Welcome to another bonus episode of Nutrition Without Compromise. I'm your host, Karina Belizzi. Periodically, I get to share with you moments where I've guested on other podcasts and shared some really valuable information about things like sustainable nutrition, omega-3s, and how you can improve your health through small changes each day. So today I'm thrilled to share with you an episode of a newer podcast called Nutrapreneur. Now, while this podcast is a little bit more B2B focused, some of the guests that they've had on are truly incredible, insightful thought leaders in their particular areas of expertise. I'm honored to often be called an omega-3 expert, and so this is just one demonstration of that prowess. I hope you enjoy the show. Thanks so much. I essentially got to the point where I no longer believed the message that I was asked to share with the world that we could have sustainable fishing. We've just gotten to a point where the technology is such that you don't need to go there. And if truly everyone on the planet was to start taking an omega-3 and get enough EPA and DHA for daily optimal health, there wouldn't be enough fish in the sea. So that argument to me is just done. So really going to algae and going to sustainable solutions that can truly be regenerative, that have elements of circularity baked into how they do business, and that are ultimately seeking to become a carbon negative solution, I think is really where we need to be. Welcome to Nutripreneur, the Nutra industry podcast. I'm your host, food scientist and nutraceuticals consultant, Bethany Jolly. Each episode, we'll be exploring what it takes to thrive in the nutraceutical industry. From conversations with successful nutraceutical entrepreneurs, to venture capitalists, to tech executives whose innovations are reshaping the nutraceuticals industry, we explore the innovations and trends that are shaping the next generation of nutraceutical businesses. Welcome to Nutrapreneur. Today, we're honored to have Karina Belizzi, the head of sales and marketing at Orlo Nutrition, a trailblazer in cultivating healthier, more sustainable nourishment from algae. Welcome, Karina. It's so great to have you today. Oh, it's great to be here, Bethany. Thank you. So how have your experiences shaped your approach to driving success at Orlo Nutrition? Well, I've been in the natural channel for more than 20 years now, and I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot of brands come forward and approach the sales machine with a lot of spin and without a lot of substance. And that's something that I've tended to stray from a bit and really work to create brands that are coming from a truly ethical center and core that are not necessarily working to just create spin and sell a bunch of products without actually having the substance behind them. That means that you have to really think creatively on your feet. How do you go ahead and communicate all of the great tangible things about your particular brand to a consumer audience in a way that will compel them and still be really truthful and substantial? Yeah, absolutely. And as a customer champion, how do you collaboratively approach challenges and product development at Orlo? Well, again, when you've been in this world for some time, I've worked on the formulation side, I've worked on the direct-to-consumer side, and also with retailers, there are so many stakeholders involved. So I tend to work um, with a set of people that I've 
to trust over the years to say, look, here's a product I'm looking to bring to market. What are your thoughts? What are the points that you think really stand out? And then work to build the architecture of the brand around those points so that you're sure that when you come to market, there's a little less guesswork involved. Generally speaking, when you're looking at the omega-3 space in particular, the individuals who are seeking to find these products are already trying to optimize their health. They might be battling health challenges with heart disease or with brain issues that could be somewhat rooted in their genetic perspectives or family patterns. So they understand already that they could be doing a little bit better, but it's hard to get enough of this key nutrient. And so providing a solution for that set of individuals that isn't going to have the negative effects of lesser quality products out there like fishy burps or perhaps less sustainable measures, that you're answering those questions out the gates, that you're helping to dispel their worries and ultimately provide products that they can learn to, to know and trust with time. Yes, absolutely. Most consumers are familiar with omega-3, but Orlo is is doing things a bit differently. So what led to the decision to extract active omega-3s from microalgae, aligning with Orlo's sustainability commitment? This is something that is still becoming common knowledge. The omega-3s, EPA and DHA that are so known from fish oil actually originate in algae in the first place. But of course, microalgae isn't something that has traditionally been on our plate or something that we could even really harness for its EPA and DHA. So people instead have gone to fish. So as we see with climate change and with rising ocean temperatures and with problems of overfishing or even pirate fishing in different areas around the globe, people are starting to be ready and open to working with an algae that is both more sustainable and also can provide an omega-3 that is more active, to your point, one that's more bioactive, a polar lipid in this case. We've gotten to a point in technology and in growing conditions and in being able to truly leverage what technology and AI can provide to a spot in time where we're able to harness algae's full potential, grow in exponential conditions, use only green energy to grow our algae in a controlled indoor environment so that we can optimize the conditions. And so ultimately the algae can continue to thrive with minimal inputs and actually produce something that uses only 1% of the resources that algae grown in open ponds might, or that can replace the nutrition power of something like beef using again, 99% less water or land resources. And this guy is really the limit in a way, as we develop new technologies and get to a space and time where we have learned from the algae itself to extract the power of what was the world's first life really on this planet. Definitely sounds like this is a game-changing ingredient and the technology that you're using is just so interesting. Can you explain, I know a lot of it is probably proprietary, but a bit more <laughs> the patented growth environment for the microalgae and its role in becoming a regenerative source of nutrition with a carbon negative impact. Well, if you look to our parent company's website, which is simply vaxa.life, you can see behind the scenes, a peek behind the curtain of what it takes to grow algae in this way. We have a large photobioreactor at our aquaculture plant house, which is based in Iceland, co-located next to one of the world's largest geothermal plants. So we're using exclusively green energy. 
they actually have waste stream CO2 that comes from harnessing the power of our earth. And so we actually take their CO2 and we feed it to the algae. The fact that it doesn't have to travel to get there means that we're not incurring other emissions along the way. And we are using pure Icelandic water and it is essentially in a closed system. And this means that within the photobioreactor itself, you have the brackish water that's required to grow the algae. You have the pure energy lights that are needed to grow the algae. We feed the algae the micronutrients it needs to thrive, CO2, and then the light, which is a, a blend of blue and red light. This ultimately ends up looking like this beautiful bright fuchsia color. So it's quite amazing to see that in action. And if you go to Vax's website or our website, orlonutrition.com, you can actually see examples of this. There's even a, a video walkthrough here and there where BBC is actually taking a tour through the plant and showing people up close and personal what this looks, sounds, and even tastes like. <laughs> yeah, that's really fascinating. And just helping protect the planet while also providing a high quality ingredient that's beneficial to so many people. It's really great work that you're doing. It's been what I consider to be the crowning cap of my accomplishments over the years. I took a step away from fish oil back in 2011 to really try and refocus my energy around more sustainable solutions because I essentially got to the point where I no longer believed the message that I was asked to share with the world that we could have sustainable fishing. We've just gotten to a point where the technology is such that you don't need to go there. And if truly everyone on the planet was to start taking an omega-3 and get enough EPA and DHA for daily optimal health, there wouldn't be enough fish in the sea. So that argument to me is just done. So really going to algae and going to sustainable solutions that can truly be regenerative, that have elements of circularity baked into how they do business, and that are ultimately seeking to become a carbon negative solution, I think is really where we need to be. Now, we have the ability at Vax to actually sell carbon credits. So this means that we can truly state that we are a carbon negative brand at Orlo Nutrition. This episode is brought to you by NutraPayments.com. If your business needs credit card processing that fully integrates with most major Nutra software platforms, offers the lowest industry prices, and has built-in features like recurring billing, $0 trials, and chargeback prevention, then visit us at NutriPayments.com for a free online quote. How does Orlo Nutrition leverage human and artificial intelligence in its innovation process? We are really more gifted in that some of the scientists we work with are, for instance, one of our co-founders, Dr. Isaac Burzen. He's our chief technology officer. He's an MIT schooled scholar and has actually worked on projects to grow algae in space. So we're literally using space age technology. Interestingly, Iceland has really become this hotbed for sustainable technologies. And so a lot of scientists have their cap leaning in that direction and they're headed to Iceland for a lot of different reasons. So it ends up being a center where there's just simply a lot of scientific talent as well. That's great. It's always nice to have those people on your team. So what impact do you envision Orlo Nutrition's algae-based nutrition having on the broader nutraceutical industry? Well, we're really just getting started in the omega-3 space. We've been on the market for about 18 months at the time that we're recording this. 
So really, that's fledgling in the world of the omega-3 space. But at this point in time, our omega-3 is already doing quite well in the marketplace. We're essentially offering a new campaign to our customer base as well, where we're offering to prove that this product can be better absorbed than others on the market by giving them an omega-3 index test at the time they start supplementing. And then again, after four months of supplementation, because we have such faith in the fact that our product is three times better absorbed. We also are bridging into the world of spirulina. And with our Icelandic ultra spirulina, this spirulina, unlike other spirulina on the marketplace, actually produces vitamin B12 in its most bioavailable form. 90% plus of it is in the methylcobalamin form, whereas spirulina grown in open ponds actually produces less than 50% of that particular form. So we see that by optimizing growing conditions of not just our omega-3 strain, but also other strains of algae, that we can get more bioactive impact from the nutrients that we seek to grow. And the new year in 2024, we'll be releasing several products in the ultra spirulina space with our Icelandic ultra spirulina. And so it's really just the beginning. So omega-3s was step one. Our spirulina is a step two. And we have plans to create higher potencies down the road and more exciting products. Very exciting news. And how do you see the future of the nutraceutical industry evolving, especially with a focus on sustainable solutions like at Orlo? Well, I have to tell you, I'm on probably some of the same email lists that you are. I recently was asked to review, let's say, mealworms as a protein and nutrition source through <laughs> NutriIngredients.com. And I have that recording on my desktop to listen to later today. I do think that there are some interesting innovations in these more, let's call them insect-based nutrition, but I don't see them catching on. And I feel like we've been there with crickets already, flash in the pan, some idea that we might actually see a lot of protein products in the marketplace with crickets. I just don't think the consumer mind is there. I think we really need to be looking at nutrition solutions that are both vegetarian and humane where possible, and that we'll continue to see innovations on fronts like with algae, or as you saw a few years ago, it seemed like there was simply this coconut craze. I feel like we're there right now with algae and algae nutrition solutions. So I think we should just keep our thinking caps on and keep moving in the direction of more sustainable solutions. And doing less of these kind of experimental, I don't want to be judgy about it, but it seems like it's a little bit far out for what the consumer will really accept or want at this particular phase. Absolutely. I understand these companies wanting to be innovative and bringing something new to the table, but I think you're right. I think they need to understand what do the consumers truly want? What are they looking for? Yeah, there's also been this big movement in the world of vegan food solutions to provide things that look, taste, or or feel like the animal-based counterpart, I think in part to win more people over to a plant-based lifestyle, like even seeing, I don't know what you really want to call them, but fake sushi, plant-based sushi, or an egg that looks like an egg, but it's not an egg. It's actually made from tapioca and some other interesting ingredients. So I think we'll continue to see more of that, but what we see is coming more mainstream are less the impossible burgers and more nutrition solutions that deliver what people want, which is great taste, ease of use, and nutrition impact. And I think that we can get there with Orlo. I I know that we can get there with Orlo and the things that we're doing at Vexa Technologies are, are quite interesting. 
Yeah, absolutely. And you have so much experience in the nutraceutical industry and with omega-3s. And so what advice would you give to up-and-coming brands that are trying to look for ingredients for their products and if they're wanting to add an omega-3 ingredient into their products? Well, I don't want to sound like the Elon Musk's of the world who <laughs> think that, like, for instance, if you're driving a gas car that you're killing the planet, but... I feel like we are headed in a direction where there really isn't a need to go to fish anymore for this ingredient. There are plenty of raw material manufacturers out in the world that produce DHA strains from algae sources. You can get an omega-3 from algae quite, I won't say it's easy to do so responsibly and without the use of things like toxic solvents. Many manufacturers will actually use things like hexane that aren't the environment. At Orlo, we only have to use alcohol and water. So that makes it a cutting edge technology, not only from its environmental responsibility, but also from the residual solvents that it could leave behind. But there are simply more solutions that are vegan and plant-based available. I've even seen ahi flour as a, for example. So people can go to innovations that are plant sourced without taking from the environment in a way that can damage it with time. So that's really where I would lean anybody who's interested in the omega-3 space. At the present time, we aren't actually selling our ingredients of omega-3 to the marketplace as a whole. So the only way to get Orlo's incredible technology and that produced by Vexa is through the Orlo brand in the omega-3 space specifically. Great. Can you share any insights into Orlo Nutrition's future plans aligning with the company's commitment to global impact and innovation? I would just say we're going to stay focused on what we do best, which is really bioactive nutrition, trying to create nutrition solutions that are more bioavailable, can have more positive impact without taking from the environment in a way that would harm it. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a pleasure speaking with you and learning more about Orlo Nutrition and their technology. And as we wrap up this insightful conversation, our gratitude goes to Karina for sharing her experiences and shedding light on Orlo Nutrition's pioneering efforts in sustainable and carbon negative nutrition. For more information on Orlo Nutrition and its innovative products, we encourage you to explore the provided links. Stay tuned for more thought-provoking discussions on Nutrapreneur, and don't forget to engage with us on social media. Until next time, stay informed and inspired in the realm of nutraceutical innovations. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Nutrapreneur. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe, and better yet, leave us a review as it really helps us grow the show. 